0: listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. Today you'll be hearing directly from members of NYSAC's legislative team about some of the exciting workshops being held at this year's Fall Seminar, which runs from Monday, September 13th through the morning of Wednesday the 15th at the Downtown Marriott Hotel in Syracuse. Workshops are a vital component of all NYSAC conferences and provide our members with an opportunity to learn about issues facing county government. This year's workshops take place from 2 to 5 on Monday the 13th, and from 9 to 5 on Tuesday the 14th. Before we get to a breakdown of the workshops, NISAC Deputy Director Mark Levine offers some thoughts on what this conference is all about.
1: We are the New York State Association of Counties, and so uh, this is the County uh, Officials Organization, uh, and the work that we do, the staff at NISAC, is designed to connect all of the county officials from across the state, and our conferences are a great way to do that. So county officials get to meet their colleagues from across the state, talk about what they're doing, how they're tackling some challenges, the opportunities that they see in terms of the American Rescue Plan in terms of the uh, new infrastructure plan. Uh, in terms of uh, state challenges before them, uh, and and it, it, it's a great way. This this association was built by county officials for county officials, and we carry that mission forward each and every day. And our conferences are really uh, um, uh, examples of how that that plays out. And so we're looking forward to being with our members again. We haven't seen many of our members since the beginning of the pandemic, Uh, and this is a chance to regroup and reconnect uh, in, in person, and so we're very much looking forward to that.
0: On Monday afternoon, one of the first workshops is how to prepare for the vehicle electrification world. Here's legislative director Ryan Gregoire to talk about it.
2: One of the most exciting workshops that I'm Uh, eager to work on this year and present to our members is a workshop on vehicle electrification. The uh, bipartisan infrastructure deal that's working its way through Congress right now will appropriate $7.5 billion nationally for vehicle electrification infrastructure. That includes charging stations. And this workshop, we're going to be joined by experts from the uh, new York State Department of Environmental Conservation, the New York Power Authority, and Westchester County, which is really a leader uh, across the state, they're they're very much in the forefront on this issue. So you're gonna you're going to hear from the experts across the state on how counties can take advantage of these new resources coming down the pipe, the resources that are in place, and. Uh, it should pan out to be a really good discussion and a really helpful discussion for those of you who are thinking about how do we move our county in the direction of electrifying our municipal fleets.
0: Next, we have Dave Lucas, NISAC's Director of Finance and Intergovernmental Affairs, to talk about the Maximizing American Rescue Plan Funds workshop.
3: So with the passage of the American Rescue Plan back in March of last year, which NYSAC had lobbied extensively on with our county partners um, across the country. Um, it's a huge bill. There is a ton of money being spent. There's $65 billion coming to the counties across the country, $2.2 billion just for the counties in New York. Uh, so we wanted to make sure we wanted to touch on this topic. Uh, we've done some webinars up to this point, but it's really nice to sit down with people in the room and talk through um, what's what's possible with the ARPA funding. So. We are doing a workshop dedicated to maximizing ARPA Rescue Plan funds that counties will receive. And we have a national speaker coming in from the Brookings Institution. He's a fellow, he's been there for almost 10 years as a fellow. Uh, He specializes in local governments and economic development, uh, mainly cities, but he's been deep diving very deeply into ARPA and the possibilities it holds. Uh, It's a really big responsibility to spend this money appropriately and efficiently and effectively, um, and really to possibly change the course of your community or parts of your community that have fallen behind for a long time. And that's something I think that um, the speaker from Brookings will, will kind of pique your interest in in this session.
0: NYSAC's Legislative and Policy Coordinator, Alexandra Lamont, is next with an overview of the workshop Preparing Your County for Cannabis Legalization.
4: Yeah, this is going to be a very exciting session. We're happy to offer this programming to our members because it is a topic that's going to impact all of the county governments of New York State as well as other units of local government. Uh, The context for this workshop, in March of 2021, New York State became the 16th state in the nation to legalize adult use cannabis. And now as the state is in the process of developing rules and regulations for how the adult use cannabis program will work, we wanna bring in experts from New York State to talk about the implementation timeline, the local opt-out, public safety and public health considerations, as well as a plethora of other considerations county officials will want to be aware of in relation to adult use cannabis, as well as medical cannabis and HEM. Uh, We're also going to bring in some experts to talk about the... uh, economic development side of the cannabis market. So if your county is interested in hosting, let's say, adult use retail stores, what do you need to know about how to support business owners, how to make sure you have diversity in your cannabis workplace, how to make sure that you are protecting um, you know, the assets of your community to make sure that there's not excess theft or other considerations that you should be thinking about in relation to cannabis, things like odor control, And we're also going to bring in someone from the Massachusetts Association to talk about their experience with legalizing cannabis and what their state can tell us about how cannabis legalization should impact local governments and what they generally need to know for their residents about how this legal market will work.
0: Leadership Lessons Learned from COVID-19 is another session being held on Monday afternoon.
1: We're going to do a session on Leadership Lessons Learned from the COVID pandemic. County leaders and county executives last year commissioned this book, Our Darkest Hours, as a mid-action report on what the county leaders were doing in response to protecting their citizens from the COVID pandemic. And the stories in this book are the stories of the local leaders. So we'll be asking three local leaders to talk about the lessons that they learned Mm -hmm. through the COVID pandemic. And while we're not totally out of the woods yet, there are lessons learned of um, what they did on the ground in their counties and how they interacted with each other and how they interacted with the state of New York uh, so that we can continue to work together as a team uh, to protect New Yorkers and to protect our citizens uh, from this pandemic continuing.
0: Here's Alex again to talk about the Transforming New York's Recycling System with Product Stewardship Workshop.
4: So we wanted to do a workshop on recycling and in particular product stewardship because it really is a hot topic in the environmental world and it's something that the New York State Legislature and the Governor have been talking about for a couple years now. NYSAC was very supportive of product stewardship legislation for paint that passed recently and will soon be implemented. And the whole idea behind these programs is to shift the responsibility for recycling products from counties who currently pay for that, so counties and the rate payers, and shift that burden to the producers who make these materials. So this session will focus on a range of EPR programs that are either in effect in New York State currently or are being considered by the legislature. That includes EPR for packaging and paper, for um, paint, for uh, pharmaceuticals, as well as a range of topics such as carpets and mattresses, things, things that are being debated by the legislature and may passed. So we are excited to offer this session as a way to educate county leaders who are really dealing with the financial challenges related to paying for the recycling programs, which are very expensive right now. We've really seen costs rise in recent years. And we want to let them know that there are alternatives to this expensive local burden being considered, and they can attend this session to learn more about what EPR is, how it works, and how it could save their county money.
0: The afternoon plenary on Monday is a presentation from the NYSEC Women's Leadership Council.
4: So NYSEC Women's Leadership Council is a bipartisan organization, the only one available of its kind, that offers resources specifically for women in county government and helps them to have a forum to network to talk about how to support females holding county office and how to support women who may be interested in pursuing county office, Um, how to provide them with resources, with mentorship, with all of the guidance they need to really make sure that our county workforces have equal gender representation and reflect the communities that our members serve. WLC meets twice a year, once at our legislative conference and once at our fall seminar. This will be the first time that they meet in person in quite some time because of the pandemic. So we're very excited to welcome them back with a great plenary session. This session is going to be a little bit different than the sessions we've held in the past because it will focus not just on women's leadership and supporting women in the workplace, but we're going to talk more broadly about diversity in the workplace, how you can support people of different races, different genders, different um, forms of ability or disability, different cultural backgrounds or religions, and how you can really recruit that talent to make sure your community, again, is reflecting the people that you serve and how to retain that talent, which is a really important part of this conversation. We've seen in recent months because of the pandemic, counties, nonprofits, businesses, organizations across New York State and the US have had a really difficult time attracting and retaining talent given all of the circumstances of the pandemic. So we wanna offer our members a resource to better understand how they can recruit and keep a very diverse workforce. So we'll talk about things like centering equity, the language that you should use in the workplace to make everybody feel comfortable and included, talking about what it feels like to be minoritized and how we can make sure people don't feel that way. And we're hoping to have a very authentic, candid conversation with three chief diversity officers for Tompkins, uh, Onondaga, and Monroe counties about what resources counties have or can consider adopting to make sure that their workforce is diverse and supported. And we hope that this will be the beginning of a conversation and we can go from here and continue to build more awareness, um, help counties grow, and become more diverse in their staffs um, and in their leadership. Kicking off on Tuesday morning is a
0: plenary on understanding our environment by studying Earth from space.
4: Yeah, this year's fall seminar plenary is very exciting, especially in recent news about all of the climate change impacts that we're either experiencing or will experience in recent years. We're lucky to be joined by a scientist from NASA who will be talking about how NASA goes about monitoring the way the climate is changing from space. So the woman we have joining us from NASA will specifically focus on the technologies they use to monitor different atmospheric conditions and global temperatures, vegetation, all of these things that county governments want to be aware of so they can plan for the way the climate will be changing. Um, in order to help their residents prepare for the impacts of climate change and also to make sure that the investments they're making today, things like roads and bridges, are going to stand up to the weather that we anticipate going forward. So people who attend this session will walk away with a better understanding of how the Earth's climate works, how it's responding to change, And they'll get to hear from NASA directly about the cutting-edge scientific research they're doing in relation to how the climate is changing and how that specifically impacts the state of New York.
0: Tuesday morning, will also feature a workshop on county cybersecurity readiness. Here's Mark Levine with more.
1: Yeah, cybersecurity uh, has, has grown in intensity and it's a priority of the county leaders across the state, our board of directors and our county executives have, have all determined that this is a priority for them going forward. And the governor's office and the state uh, division of homeland security, they're very concerned about uh, the growing number of incidents with cybersecurity. So uh, they will be providing a speaker, the Division of Homeland Security and uh, Emergency Services, and we'll have somebody from the federal Government uh, cybersecurity uh, uh, program, and they will speak about first of all, uh, how, how county what counties will need or, or do need uh, to to continue to protect their information systems and their infrastructure that, that is essentially all connected. Uh, via the internet, and uh, uh, as we've seen, um, these incidents are growing in intensity and growing in in numbers, and we really need to protect the data that we have on New Yorkers and the uh, programs and services that we provide. And so that's really what, we have two workshops that are designed to that. The first one is is gauging a county's readiness uh, for cybersecurity. Uh, so that we all have a sense of what we need going forward, county by county, uh, to protect our information systems. And then the second one is kind of like a checklist from the federal, state, and local government levels on how best to protect our systems. Uh, And then we'll be also talking about new money that is available through grants from the federal government or from the state government that counties can apply for to invest in new cybersecurity readiness.
0: Here's Ryan to talk about Tuesday's workshop on the American Jobs Plan and the push for modernizing America's infrastructure.
2: We also thought that it was very timely to do a workshop on the Infrastructure Investment Act or the American Jobs Plan. There's a lot of terminology floating around in Washington, D.C., whether you're speaking with White House officials, Senate officials, or House of Representatives members. There's a bunch of different terms out there for the comprehensive bipartisan infrastructure deal. We're going to be joined by Representative John Kacko from Central New York. He's a member of the bipartisan problem solvers caucus to talk about this bipartisan infrastructure framework. He's been working really hard across the aisle in Washington, DC to get this deal across the finish line. We're gonna be joined by him and representatives from the National Association of Counties to discuss all of the details and what counties can expect uh, to see as part of this bipartisan deal eventually when it crosses the finish line and when the president signs it into law.
0: Another Tuesday morning workshop is Green Energy versus Green Space, exploring smart approaches to renewable
4: energy siting. Yes, we are hosting this green energy workshop because we know that renewable energy is one of the best tools that we have to help fight the changes in the climate. But it's also a complicated topic in that we need to make very smart siting decisions about where we're locating all of these renewable energy projects. So, most often we talk about renewable energy siting in the context of agriculture and making sure we're balancing the needs of the climate and the needs of our agricultural communities. So, we need to watch what are the prime farmlands, Um, you know, what do our communities want, where do they want to see these projects cited? And so this session is really going to delve into all of that. We'll hear from people um, both at a nonprofit, they... um, American Farmland Trust, as well as the state. We're hoping to have participants join us from the Department of Agriculture and Market, as well as the new Office of Renewable Energy Siting. And they're going to talk about both these new state laws regarding renewable energy siting, particularly these large-scale topics that have been a big topic of discussion at the state in recent years because of the imperative that we convert more of our energy to renewable energy sources. And they're also going to talk about the research they've done into what are smart siding decisions and how can your communities make them. So what, you know, environmental and economic benefits do you want to balance with the interests of your community and particularly with agricultural interests? So we're hoping that the county officials who attend this session walk away with a better sense of how renewable energy siting will work in New York State under these new laws and what they can do as county leaders to improve the siting decisions they make so they really are in the best interest of their community and the climate.
0: NYSAC's Council, Patrick Cummings, gives an overview of the Policing 2021 and Beyond Reform, Best Practices, Community Protection, and Engagement workshop.
5: Uh, NYSAC proud to present uh, a workshop on policing in 2021 and beyond. Um, I felt and we all feel that this was a really important workshop to put on. We actually did a similar one to this um, in our last conference in January, but this is a follow up, an important uh, part two. And uh, the, the reason for that being is in between this conference and the last uh, on April 1st, 2021, all 57 counties in New York City um, put into the state their police reform plans. Uh, they had uh, community interaction, um, as, as I think most of our members are aware, uh, hearings on how exactly um, can we reform the police to make a more efficient, better uh, uh, police force, uh, providing security to our communities, and, and having more community interaction. and. Um, support uh with with this important service so this part two is going to really focus on um not so much the steps that were needed to go into that plan but this is going to talk about the plans themselves and what counties put in and what they've actually put into place since april 1st 2021 and what we want to do with this is share the really good ideas and good work that our our counties put together on this so that you can take these ideas uh, bring them back to your county and, and use the ones that, that maybe you haven't even heard of yet or, or just ideas on how they did it, you know, everything, you know, things like body cameras for the police and how, how they got the police to agree with that or even the funding to get that, um, more community input, uh, poten- potential uh, foot patrolling, a lot of different ideas. I mean, there were hundreds and potentially even thousands of ideas that came from these plans to uh, help with this uh, really important initiative.
0: Tuesday afternoon brings a workshop on EMS and crisis, challenges for rural ambulatory services.
2: One problem that's plagued rural counties, suburban counties, urban counties across the state, including New York City actually, is the crisis that our emergency medical service community is facing. This is an issue that we've discussed in past conferences. We're going to be joined this year by experts across the nation experts within county government here in New York State and experts from nonprofit EMS providers. They're going to join us and talk about what solutions are out there and what systems are set up that you may be able to deploy in your county. We've heard from several county leaders across the state, uh, all geographic regions, about how big of an issue this is in your community. Getting the response times down when an individual calls 911 and needs emergency services. That's the crux of the problem that we're trying to solve here. How do we bolster that, uh, that community so they can respond quickly, efficiently uh, for your residents? That's what this workshop is going to talk about uh, and it's a very timely, important workshop uh, here at the NISAC conference.
0: Here's Patrick again to talk about the workshop on cryptocurrency and blockchain, how digital currencies are impacting local governments.
5: Another really important workshop uh, that we're putting on is um, dealing with cryptocurrency and blockchain, and uh, you know it is we're we're always uh, tasked by our by our members. Can you give us new ideas and emerging technologies and train us on these things and? we're excited to bring this one, it, It's it's. I'm sure everyone's seen in the news or uh, heard of, of uh, cryptocurrency, but it's a little harder to grasp what exactly is that and, uh, and how does that impact our local government, how does it impact our community. We are bringing in an expert to help you uh, first just understand the 101 basics of what are we talking about, what is this technology.
0: Also on Tuesday is a workshop on meeting the nation's most aggressive climate targets a Climate Act update.
4: This year's workshop on climate change we're very excited about. We have made it a tradition in recent years to hold at least one session on climate change, understanding how important it will be in all of our communities, and also recognizing that New York State passed sweeping legislation. Um, This is the Climate Act that is known across the world for being one of the most aggressive climate change legislations, um, pieces of climate change legislation rather, for um, setting aggressive greenhouse gas emission goals as well as uh, renewable energy goals. So the legislation, this is the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act, sets a goal of achieving 100% zero emission electricity by 2040, as well as reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 85% by 2050. Very ambitious goals, really leading the nation here. And this workshop will focus on how New York State is implementing this act. It takes several months and years to plan the implementation and meet these goals. So we want to talk about how local governments fit into the plans that the state is developing, how it will impact their day-to-day operations, what they need to tell their residents about what to expect in relation to this legislation, and how counties can consider adopting their own goals for supporting New York State in the fight against climate change. So we hope county officials who attend this session We'll get an update, um, you know, for the first time in person in a while about what has been happening at the state level. There's been a lot of planning happening. We're really seeing the pace of things pick up. So this is a great time to attend a climate session if you haven't in a while and learn the latest about what is coming down the pike from New York State and how your county should prepare for the impacts of this legislation.
0: The closing plenary on Wednesday morning focuses on the latest on broadband and rural cellular in New York.
2: Another key component of the American Jobs Plan and the state's policy agenda here in New York is investing in broadband and rural cellular. We're expecting some federal dollars to come down uh, to assist us in deploying and increasing the footprint of broadband and cellular service. Certainly the COVID-19 crisis has exposed uh, the lack of broadband and how important it is for our children to have access to that to learn uh, in a remote environment. We, We have a workshop at the Fall Seminar. Actually, it's our last workshop on Wednesday morning. And we're going to be joined by officials from the state of New York who are leading the Broadband and Innovation Program here in New York State, as well as two county leaders from Niagara and Orleans County who have released an RFP, awarded an entity for that service, and they're now at the precipice of deploying this contract to their community to reach all of those individuals who do not have access to broadband. And then we're also going to hear from the Adirondack and more rural and challenging areas of the state, uh, more mountainous terrain, the geography is much more complex in certain parts of New York State, and how they're working with private sector and other partners to deploy broadband and cellular service. Frankly, We've reached a point in time where this is no longer a luxury, it's a necessity. Our people need to be able to dial 911 when they're facing a crisis. Our students need to be able to access the internet so they can learn in a remote environment. And this is the way that the United States and New York State is going to emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic and continue to be leaders on an international stage. We need broadband, we need rural cellular, This workshop is going to talk about what challenges face counties but more importantly what are counties and what is the state of New York doing to prepare and uh, get us to the next stage in the future. So join us on Wednesday morning. It's during our breakfast session. Uh, We encourage you to attend that workshop as well.
0: Wondering what we're most looking forward to for the fall seminar?
2: Um, For me?
5: it is uh, to see you all. It's, it's to actually see face-to-face uh, and not live in uh, necessarily a Zoom world, I'm not saying there's not a time and place for that, and it, it's been good. But uh, I can't wait again to get out and talk in person to find out the uh, everything that's going on in your county. Um, I feel uh, it's been my experience that face-to-face is really where we can get to know you better, understand uh, how we can put our efforts in better to help you. Um, and uh, just looking, just being able to drive out, uh, maybe shake a hand and uh, see you all together again so we can share ideas, share some laughs, um, and uh, all go through this educational training together. As
3: with every conference, my favorite part of it is just seeing people and talking with them, not in always an official situation where you're sitting across the desk from somebody and it's a formal meeting uh, just talking with folks about what's going on in their community uh, the challenges they might be facing the new ideas they might be working on Uh, it's just so much more you can get so much more information when you're talking to somebody directly uh, about what's going on in the communities and things they're trying in their county to improve the situation for all the residents
4: There are a lot of exciting sessions at our conference this year. I am most excited for our WLC plenary, our Women's Leadership Council plenary this year, because we are talking about diversity at our conference in a way that we haven't before, and I think it's very important for county officials to talk about. So we are going to talk specifically about how to attract a diverse workforce and retain that talent. And the goal here is to make sure that our county workforces are representative of the communities they serve. So county legislators and supervisors can make smarter policies for their communities. So they're in touch with the needs of their constituents. And so we are not having the challenges that some communities across New York State and really across the country have experienced with retaining talent um, which is so essential. We see this in the public health space, we see this in county administration, that it can be really difficult to find the right employees for your job and keep them so you can continue providing the vital services all of our county governments' residents need. So we're hoping that this session helps counties to have stronger workforces and really helps to open their minds and educate them as to new opportunities to find county workers who really better represent their communities um, and in some cases, you know, have diversity that has not been considered in the past. So we traditionally focus on women's leadership at this session, at this session rather. And this particular plenary is exciting because we're talking about not just women leadership but racial diversity in leadership, gender, sexual identity, ability and disability. It's going to be a great session for anybody who's able to attend.
2: I think one thing that our conference provides to our members and to the NISAC staff really is an opportunity to get together and hear about what your counties are doing in whatever subject matter to face whatever crisis is is at your front door. That's one thing that cannot be replicated easily in a remote environment. And I think one of the most powerful Uh, takeaways from in-person conferences for me is the ability to interact, network, hear from county leaders, hear from our members about what issues are facing their community and how can we together as a state, as a collection of 62 counties, come together to address those problems. You all know that you're the leaders on the ground and it's NISAC's job in part to highlight that success to our state leaders. And these in-person conferences help me and my job deliver that message here in Albany and in Washington, D.C.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of County Conversations. For more information on the 2021 Fall Seminar and for registration details, visit our website, For more episodes of the podcast, visit nysac.org slash podcast and subscribe to stay up to date.